ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, I, my first reaction is just, fuck yes, let's go. Socks, that's, that's where it all starts. It all starts taking care of business in-house in the Central Division. That's right, I'm a meatball. You gotta bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keuchel Lampson got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. White Sox fans, welcome in. It's the Sox on Tap postgame show. Johnny Nani here alongside Tony Marchese. And this one is a soul crusher. Tony White Sox fall 5-3 series finale at KC. I see what you're about to do. Let me join you real quick. We're going to need it. Mm-hmm. It was a rough one. It was a rough it was. one, man. It was. It was rough. It was really rough. The beer tastes good. It's not a victory beer, but uh, you need something to help you cope through whatever this shit show is. So um, if you're out there listening uh, and you're of age, uh, and a nice adult beverage tonight to help wash this one down, Johnny, is uh, is definitely what I would recommend. Yeah, I would as well. Uh, multiple. And the weekend starts on Thursday, so you have an excuse right there. So yeah. uh, go go ahead and indulge because you're going to need it because the White Sox are taking away uh, any joy uh, that you could possibly have on this lovely summer evening. Tony, it sucks. Um, I mean, we we're, we could just kind of run through this. I feel like I think we said it last night. I feel like a broken record. We've done this show a bunch of times. White Sox not converting on opportunities. So let's just run it straight down, and I'll start at the top. Dylan Cease deserved better. Guy pitches like a Cy Young candidate. He's got the most ridiculous streak. Uh, was it 19 games with one earned run or fewer? Um, well, head and shoulders above everybody else. Does it again today. Only allows a solo shot. Goes six. And White Sox offense lets him down despite multiple opportunities to uh, pick him up. Yeah, what did I say last night, Johnny? You have to play perfect baseball if you're the Chicago White Sox right now. And unfortunately for Dylan Cease, he finds out the hard way that uh, giving up that one home run was going to do him in right there. So, man, it's incredibly frustrating to watch a team that has to play perfect baseball. This team shouldn't have to play perfect baseball. There should be uh, stretches of this season where – you're able to not nail it in, but not have to go full force. I don't think I've seen the team play full force very many times this season. And you have to, you know, I, I think that there was something crazy. I was watching, rewatching the Field of Dreams game as I fell asleep last night. And I think they were like 11 games up in the division, like around this time last year, something ridiculous. And I'm just like, wow, what would it be like if we had this type of lead going into today? And it's, I mean, really, honestly, dude, you can't have any sort of blemishes. It sucks. But uh, Dylan Cease is absolutely phenomenal out there on the mound. We should be celebrating how fucking good this guy is. And it's hard to do that when uh, you're losing ball games like this. Yeah. Uh, when you talk about Dylan Cease today, um, it was a very, very nice outing for him. Six innings, three hits, uh, one run. It was on that solo shot, two walks, eight strikeouts. Uh, that's a shit. Um, we, we've seen it from him all year. And like I said, he deserved better. Let's get into why uh, he did not pick up a win today. And that was because of wasted opportunities. Tony, I, I, I jot these down and it pains me because I can basically um, go and 
write how they're going to finish after they get, you know, certain uh, situations with runners on base. And I'll go ahead and list them off here and you can go ahead and react to them. Uh, first and, and top of the second, first and second, nobody outs uh, wasted by Harrison fly out. So it's a grounds into a double play top of the third. You load the bases with no outs. Probably the most egregious one here. You will end a brave strikeout. Grendel uh, grounds out weekly. And uh, that was also Sebi's Zavala failing to score there uh, on the Vaughn um, base hit to right field uh, because he just, misread it and you can't you know, like you said no room for error there um another one white Sox actually scored uh in the eighth inning but then uh they loaded up the bases with a string of singles after that and left them loaded with two outs there so tony obviously the top of the third hurts but you could have set the tone in the top of the second uh with first and second nobody out and then of course um because that's so white Sox. after they do that in the bottom half of the inning that's when the pasquantino bomb comes through and um it's demoralizing soul crushing one might say it is. And I've talked about this a few times, the importance for this White Sox team to score first in these ball games, to break some things open, to give their pitchers leads to work with. The Seas didn't even need a lead to work with today. Um, and this is squarely, in my opinion, Johnny, on, on a lot of this offensive stuff. Uh, we got a comment in here, Luis Robert not running may have broken my spirit. Um, there's so many things that you see uh, and Steve Stone said it at the end of the broadcast, the hustling is optional comment. It stinks from the head once again here, Johnny. It, it's it's incredibly soul-crushing. I think that's the, the best way to put it. It's it's almost like they're not making their own momentum, right? They're, they're, not, they're not doing anything that's going to make it contagious to be fun and, and win ballgames. It looks like they're going through the motions 90% of the time. Um, the the fake rallies kind of kill you over and over again um, as a fan watching it. And I'm sure the reaction they eat, they the eat at your soul. Yeah, <laughs> they really do. It's so hard to, to watch and have any faith that they're going to get anything done. Um, I don't even know. Like, I, I think we got, I a, we got a we got a comment in here for Matthew Lucas. He, he's been firing off in here, and we love that. Make sure you subscribe on Tap Sports on YouTube. Jump in the comment section here. We'll feature them just like this. Matthew, thank you for the comment here. He says uh, this team doesn't believe in setting the tone. Uh, they believe in not hustling because hustling leads to injuries before the playoffs. They assumed would be handed to them. This goes back to a um, uh, comment that Liam Hendricks made, and it was kind of in passing at the All Star game. But he had said, you know, one of our problems when they talked about, oh, was there a lack of leadership, or whatever. He said there's maybe a lack. Uh, the only issue was a bit of overconfidence and you know what i appreciated the honesty at the time but obviously you're seeing that when you're talking about something like this that you assume playoffs would be handed you assume that you were just going to go and run it back exactly uh like you did last year so uh, i think that all ties in there tony so um i think that's a good place to leave off on that one nothing's changed since liam Hendricks said those words Mm -hmm. you would think that it would you would think that hey we got to get down to brass tacks. We have to take care of our business. We have to take care of these teams. Man, the last two games that I've watched of White Sox baseball have been so painful, so painful in every yeah. way imaginable. And that's it's just a piss poor effort. Well, I hope you're a masochist because here's some more pain for you, Tony. Uh, the White Sox, this is courtesy of Jay Kuda, um, and the White Sox have done this three times, and this was the situation in the top of the third day. Loading the bases with nobody out and failing to score any run. And the average run scored in that situation is two and a half. 
And the White Sox have done that three times, most of any team in the league this year. And uh, this one was, it, it wasn't just like a, you know, a close single or one that just got off of a guy's glove. So you had to stay. This was an er- uh, a mental error by Sebi Zavala tagging towards second base, even though the ball was pretty close to the line there when Vaughn poked it out to right field and he is only able to advance to third. And okay, yeah, he absolutely should have scored on that. So you should have had at least one. However, you can also go and put onus on the guys behind him there too. So you should have had one in, but then you should have had two, three, four runs, hopefully in that inning, right? A crooked number, which we love here, but we don't get to see too often. Um, but then you go, you're heart of the order. How about that? You're you only hitting three today, right? Abreu four. And then we know Yaz has been here and there. Uh, there'll be a little bit more on him later in the show, but those two guys striking out and on pitches that are way out of the zone. And that goes back to a comment by Zach Grinky who had, you know, when Stoney said he talks to him in the offseason or whatever, he'd said, you know, what impressions of the White Sox said, go and throw anything. They'll swing it, whatever, no matter strike. You saw that on full display in both Eloy and Abreu's at-bats, and then Yaz just hits a weak little grounder there. Um, not very opportunistic, and once again, soul-crushing. Go back, word of the day here. It's disgusting. That's all I've got to say. It's 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 disgusting. Make, me, make you sick? Yes. Make me sick. I, I Man... The, the fact that it, that the scouting report on this team is just so wildly available to anybody and you they can do to just, themselves you can, you can carve through this lineup um it's not supposed to be that way it absolutely isn't supposed to be that way you'd think adjustments would be made um in plate approach I don't think the you know white Sox shitty plate approach warning has left the Chicago land area no. since it was first issued I, I'm waiting to cancel the warning. But you can't because people need to know when they tune into these ball games, Johnny, that uh, they're not going to like what they see. It's right. terrible. Just terrible. it is. It, it really is sad. So at that situation in the game here, uh, you're at a one-zero ball game. Obviously, White Sox had opportunities there. Top of the six, you go first and third no outs. Uh, excuse me, one out, I believe there. And Makata strikes out. Harrison flies out. Um, I basically had that. I talk about when I jot these notes down. I basically had the Moncada K already stretched, and then I was the guy put Harrison fly out. It was just a matter of where it went to, and it went to center field there. So um, that happened there. You're not able to get one back, and then guess what? You go to the bottom of the seventh. Dylan ceases out of the game here, and Joe Kelly comes on, and of course he walks first batter, I believe, gives up the single. Then after that, does record one out. But after that ground out, he exits the game, and we've seen this multiple times with Joe Kelly um Tony this year and it's uh not a hamstring not biceps this time but lightheadedness so obviously that's not something to play with there especially as a pitcher you get a rocket back at you and knock your lights out for good um if that's the case but however it's unfortunate because then uh you get TLR going to Jose Ruiz there that, that was the guy that was warming up behind him and then this is where it spirals out of control uh Kansas City uh is able to pad their lead there Lopez two RBI single and Melendez follows with another one it's for nothing uh in a game that you probably Probably should have been here out of that inning, even with Kelly's kind of mistakes there. You'd imagine if you stayed in, hopefully two nothing, right? Yeah, I mean these are just self-inflicted wounds. Um, I, I don't know the obsession with Jose Ruiz. We've talked about how this team, you know, needed need Jimmy Cordero. <laughs> yeah, we need Jimmy Cordero back. You need you need something like that. But you know, I would have liked to have seen pretty much any other option coming out of the bullpen uh, besides Jose Ruiz here. It, and I understand the frustrations with this. Um, I understand that uh, you've got a very close ball game that you need to win. And you didn't put your team in a good position to win by going to Jose Ruiz 
in this scenario by any stretch of the imagination. Um, did he give any any White Sox related favorable odds uh, to hold it to what he should have? I mean, it's playing with fire all the time. It, it just seems like this team wants to play with fire uh, and they get burnt every single time they play with fire. Yeah, uh, we'll see. there was a stretch, very, very small stretch at the beginning of the season where Jose Ruiz was actually fairly reliable in those situations. But those days are long gone, and they ha- they were long gone even before the All-Star break. So that was kind of like a late April, like early May sort of thing when you're talking about any time that Jose Ruiz was actually reliable there. Um, I, I gotta, you have to throw it back on TLR and Cats there. I mean, come on. You, you, your high leverage guys haven't pitched since Tuesday night, right, in the second half of that doubleheader there. What are we saving them for here? It, it'd be one thing if all those guys maxed out and threw like, you know, 30 pitch innings yesterday. That's yeah, not the understand. case. You're, you're removed understand. from it. That, that's just, you know, we can go and sit here all we want, but that's what they should have done. Gone to one of the, at least one of those guys. I would prefer two, three of them to close that thing down especially with sea exiting after six however that was not the case Jose Ruiz gives up those runs uh White Sox do actually mount their hashtag fake rally here in the eighth Tony um a couple guys get on Yasmani Grandal able to deliver a two-run shot first home run since May it was back in Kansas City as well um this it felt like too little too late um but it did give the White Sox a little bit of life uh at that time well maybe on the scoreboard not in the dugout um because then they load the bases and Luis Robert um makes the last out of that inning uh leaves him loaded so three more LOBs in his column there and that was just really deflating if you were able to go and press on the gas there sure you would have been still upset with the happenings earlier in the game and it shouldn't have been to that point however when you do rally and exceed past, if they were able to get that done, um, then we might be talking about a whole different tone here on the show. You know, the the way that you described the too little, too late feeling, um, I, I just go back to that one, Johnny. Uh, you, The fake rally stuff is, is fine, and, and I don't even want to call them fake rallies because you're getting some offense out of this ball club, but why is it always too little, too late? Um, you can go back to pitching decisions. You could go back to the whole Jose Ruiz thing. You can go back to not scoring in any of those opportunities that you had earlier in the ball game to give yourself a lead. There's a million reasons why this team didn't win a baseball game today, Johnny. And the, the, the Osmani Grandal home run. Great. I, I love to see that he left the ballpark today, but, uh, we're going to need a whole lot more of that. If we want to be drinking victory beers again, and you're going to need to see it sooner in ball games, and yep. you're going to need to see them start. I go back to the the, the discussion that we had with Steve yesterday. Yeah. When you've got runners on, I don't care about how they get in; they just need to get in. Yeah. It's execution. It's an execution problem up and down the lineup. It doesn't matter who it is. It just feels like there is a lack of execution. Yeah, and, and you know, you talk about the earlier in the game thing, and I go back to this. Yeah, okay, you know, we kind of feel like beggars can't be choosers, and it is the one thing that really, you know, they finally did leave the ballpark, yada, yada. However, if he does that in the top of the third, you're already sporting a what? You're you're up 4-1 then at that point, because that would have been a grand slam, right? Mm-hmm. After, you know, with, with nope. guys on base, and he would have picked up his teammates in Eloy Jimenez and Jose Bray, who struck out ahead of him. So it's like... Come on, man. It's it about was, when you hit it. It's it was, it, about when it was, you hit it. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get, we'll get to the end of this, this recap here because there was a couple more run scoring plays. Bottom of the eighth, uh, Michael Taylor delivers RBI uh, single for an insurance run for the Royals. White Sox would get one back. Vaughn uh, did leave the yard out to left in the ninth, but obviously too little, too late there. I'm going to go back to that, what I had just said there. You know, you would have liked to leave the yard and can cash in on those opportunities early. It was friggin' Zach Grinky on the mound. I understand in a past life, Zach Grinke was a top-of-the-line starter, right? A really, really elite pitcher in this game. Those days are long gone. He's on his last leg. He's on his retirement tour. He's back to the team that drafted him, all that, and he throws like an 89-mile-an-hour fastball. Okay, that kind of change in whatever velocity might be a little bit to adjust to. However, you have the multiple threats. It's not like they were all fooled by it. I mean, one thing if the guy was throwing like a friggin' like, you know, gyro ball, that you can't even, you know, go and touch, but it's like, it's your, your standard, what fastball changeup mix throws in a curveball in there and they're not able to convert when it, when it matters most. That, that's really what chaps my ass. And it's any, anyone who's just a halfway serviceable righty is able to shut this team down. It feels like. Well, this goes back to the whole scouting report stuff. Zach granke has been around forever. How are you not prepared for this guy? How are you not prepared for it? And you've seen him How earlier in the no- season too. Yes. How are you not prepared for this guy? How do you not know what he's going to come out there doing? This was his, I believe, his longest start in years. Um, longest it, start in a year, right? He hadn't yeah. gone into the seventh inning. Yeah, I believe it was stat on the NBC broadcast today. Hadn't Just gone into the seventh unreal. inning since mid-August of last year. Make so. it make sense. But I, I, yeah. Make but it I, make I, sense. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, watch that uh, if we go back and catch that, you know, whatever game it was, watch it be against the White Sox. But last year is a different story than this year. Now they probably would have chased him uh, in last year's, you know. Um, I digress. Let's what, what else can you say about this one? Um it, it sucked. That's yeah. what you can say about this ball it, game today, Johnny. It sucked. It, it sucked. And then now, you know, you've got a new uh, team atop the AL Central standings with uh, the Cleveland Guardians overtaking the Minnesota Twins there. And now with what Sox entered today, two and a half games back, um, I would imagine, you know, Cleveland being hot as all hell, they'll probably take care of business. So you're probably looking at three and a half games back. And you do have the Tigers coming into town this weekend, Tony. Three game set. I don't have any confidence in them to win a game right now. They will just because, you know, you've got to, you know, keep playing this roller coaster of a season. So they'll probably win two or three against Detroit, but uh, you've got to figure out how you can beat bad teams and you've got to figure out how you can go on a run here. If you're going to salvage this, I still hold the sentiment that, I'm not going to root against this team. I don't want them to lose and fall farther out of first place just for the sake of watching them burn. You know, we're still going to tune into this not, every single day. You're not jumping on the Padres bandwagon. I'm not jumping on the Padres bandwagon. Oh. I think that that's kind of weird, right? Like, yeah, I don't know about you. It's Johnny. really cringe. It's really, really it, cringe because it doesn't change anything. It, if you're a baseball fan, or if you're a fan of the Chicago White Sox, I know there's a lot of people out there who are like, I'm fuck this. I'm done. That's fine. Turn it off. Don't watch. But hearing it every single day, how done you are with this team isn't going to change anything. You can vent about it. You could be upset about it. That's all fair. That's all within the the, the boundaries, I guess, um, of of being a fan because this is pitiful to watch. It's painful to watch. If you don't want to watch it. That's fine. If you want to complain about it, that's fine. But uh, I'm not picking any new teams, Johnny. I'm not going to yeah, you know go hop not. on somebody else's bandwagon really? just because I'm so frustrated with this team temporarily that I'm going to 
you know, jump on the Padres bandwagon just because they traded for Juan Soto. They've been having trouble since they made these acquisitions. Yeah, right, right. And you know, you know the deal, Tony. You're in. There's no getting out of this thing. You're, you're yeah, in. You're, you're in born into it. That's yeah. Born into the shit. So, all right, let's look ahead to the weekend, Tony. It'll be Michael Kopech day on Friday night at the rate. Uh, Daniel Norris uh, taking the mound for the Detroit Tigers. Uh, it is a lefty here. Um, that narrative that the White Sox crushed lefties kind of died, uh, petered out, I think, earlier this season uh, because they haven't done it extremely well despite their super right-handed heavy hitting lineup. And um, it's, like I said, I, you know, I know you talked about the roller coaster, but just as right now, just with the lack of offensive production, with the lack of converting uh, with runners in scoring position, even when they give themselves a chance, um, it, it just makes me feel like the Tigers are going to come in here and take this uh, opener. And it also uh, would add another um, check mark in the uh, box of series opening losses this year. I believe we're at what, 23. Sean Roberts started the counter a couple series ago, Tony. Let me check where we're at right now. Not we good. are at 23 right now, so it would be 24. 24 um, straight series open. No, no, no not, not straight overall on the overall, season okay. games to open a series. So um, that's why I don't have confidence right now. However, uh, Michael Kopech has been gassing it up. I know he had a rough outing um, in Texas his last time out. But for that, fastball is creeping up to 98, which is something we hadn't seen in a while. Yeah, and I think that this is good stuff to see from Michael Kopech, Johnny. Obviously, they've uh, been fairly cautious with him. Uh, he's still got some stuff left in the tank, which is good to see, um, especially with some increased velocity. You want to see him, you know, get through those tough innings. We talked about this with Dylan Cease ad nauseum um, over the past few years uh, in his development track. And what a good opportunity for him uh, against the Detroit Tigers to uh, put together a really impressive start on Friday, man. I think that uh, this is right where you want to be. If you're Michael Kopech going into this game, um, you've got uh, a, a weaker lineup, obviously, uh, to go and, and face off against. Uh, I'm not too worried about the pitching, Johnny. I'm, I'm worried about the offense. I absolutely am. Um, I'm going to be in attendance, Tony. Um, it's going to probably make me rip my hair out, probably multiple trips to um, the marketplace to pick up some extra Coors Lights to be able to get through that. So um, I'll, I'll go ahead and throw out a meatball take here before we do some uh, picks to click. Sure. Let's um, hear it. You, you see my name here, right? I'm the, mm -hmm. the, the Cascade enjoyer. I'm, I know this has become a meme right now because you see those ads fucking relentlessly. I'm a house head. I'm actually looking forward to it. I'm going for the game. I want to see the White Sox win. I'm looking forward to it. So crucify me if you want, but I'm ready for it. I'm not going to crucify you for the entertainment that you enjoy, Jonathan. Um, I just, you know, it is a meme because they've pushed this very right. hard. You see it, you see it. You I see will it. say that's that's getting excessive, even though I like the guy. I'm doing like yes. But yeah, I, it, it's understandable because you don't want to see anything. You see people getting upset about um, them sending out, you know, ticket packages on, yep. right? You get the emails. I'm sure you got the promo emails from the White Sox marketing department. So um, yeah, but I had this one circled on it before it really spiraled into the soul crushing phase that we're in. So, all right, yeah. let's uh, wrap this up with a pick the click uh, and we'll get out of here. Sounds good, Johnny. I am going to go with, uh, if he's in the lineup, Andrew Vaughn. Um, I think he's uh, maybe going to start heating up here a little bit. Uh, you saw him leave the yard today. I would like him to leave the yard on Friday so you get some fireworks before you get your, your house music. Um, so I'm going to go Andrew Vaughn. Hey, he had a home run today. 
So let's see if they continue. They need a lot more of those. He's one of the guys that can deliver him shit. Um, I would thinking about picking Yaz here. I don't know if he'll be in the lineup for sure, though, just with playing the last two games and yada, yada. You know, you know the, the, the spiel with that. So um, I'll go with Jose Abreu. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk to Tony. We didn't really touch too, too much on it, but uh, we can get into a brief sort of uh, bit about it here. You, you need your heart and soul. Jose Abreu obviously is the leader of this team, the cap, the, I guess, you know, unofficial captain, right, uh, of this team. If there was time to really rally the troops, uh, it would be do it. It would be him doing it, and he would be doing it by example because um, I know he's, you know, he might talk to the guys in the clubhouse, but he's not an extremely super vocal leader calling guys out. You don't see all of that too much. He's more of, I'm going to go and hit the home runs and uh, go all out and make the sliding catch down the first baseline and yada, yada. So I'll go with Jose Abreu for mine. And then that kind of brings up, I want we can close out with the fire comments, right? Uh, playing with the fight, the passion, whatever uh, Johnny Cueto said. And he said, if we have it. And then Tony LaRusso was kind of befuddled by those comments there. Well, you can't blame Johnny Cueto for what he says, especially after him going to complete game in Texas. And then you go out and in, uh, you know, I know we had to battle a little bit more through it on Wednesday night here in Kansas City. But when you go and see that kind of stuff behind you and you're not getting the run support, it's easy. I think it's reasonable of him to question the fight of this team. And that's something that us fans have been doing all year. Yeah, I, I just throw this back to some Dallas Keuchel comments that were made earlier. I think that, uh, you know, he kind of did the same exact thing and, and got crucified by a lot of people. And then just because Johnny Cueto's a fan favorite, uh, the tone on this one's a little bit differently, um, I guess, consumed by people. Um, it's just really interesting that you've heard this multiple times. Um, that's kind of all I have with that. Uh, it, we're all watching this team. We see what's happening. Um, obviously, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Uh, but it's just slightly concerning that we're still playing in this narrative uh, and not talking about winners. Um, and that's yeah. kind of where I'm at with it. None of this is happening if the White Sox are winning baseball games. I, right. I, I'm just flat out. I don't think any of this stuff is making headlines if the White Sox were 10 games over 500 right now. So that's where they need to be. I think, uh, you know, to a certain extent, Larusa not knowing or befuddled by the comments or whatever. I'm sure he would rather the team be 10 games over 500. I think Johnny sentiment right. is he'd rather the team be uh, 10 games over 500. I think everybody wants the same fucking thing. Um, there's just some stuff that's lost in translation here and it's, becoming a problem right. and that's it, why it's in your and, face and it just looks worse than it'd be one thing if you go out and you respond to that right if they were like crisp today and they were you know right on but then you see the lack of hustle you see the mental error yep. by sebi zavala and the bases and then it just gives more credence to it mm -hmm. so then it becomes a story so i agree with you there it's frustrating to watch like i said we've been kind of diving into it all year as fans here but i thought that was interesting so um that's our closing topic for today everybody thank you for coming in here and joining the comments section here uh we had a nice one today um nice and uh, angry we we like to see that it got to vent it, get it out, vent it yep. out, drink it out. Then later tonight, uh, on tap sports that on YouTube is a place to do that. Subscribe. So, you know, when we go live here and then drop your comments, when we are in the live stream, go ahead and follow us on social media at socks on tap at on tap sports net and visit on tap sports net.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Tony, um, probably be back at it with the Sunday fun day this weekend. Uh, see what the weekend brings about. Hopefully talking about a white Sox sweep. Uh, that would be, um, something that, might help us feel a little bit better about this team. But for now, more misery beers, White Sox forever. White Sox forever.